Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Memvov. Daf Memvov in Psachim. We learned for a four Shlema for Tova Miriam Basdvora Mindel. We up to the Mishnah daf Memvov. <coughs> Says the Mishnah, Botzai Kacheresh. Let's say you have some dough which is deaf. Now, what do we mean by the word deaf? So Rashi brings us two interpretations. One is like a deaf person who, if you speak to him, it's not clear if they hear or not, right? Because if they're deaf, they, they don't respond. So uh, he has ears, but you can't tell if he hears because uh, since he's deaf, you don't know. So here too, we're talking about dough, which you can't tell if it's fermented. You can't tell if it's chametz yet. But whatever the reason is, you can't tell. So, uh, you know, what, what, what do you mean? What could that be? You can't tell because it didn't uh, proceed in a normal way with showing cracks. It turned whitish at the top as it started to crust it, but it didn't have the cracks in it that it normally does. So you're not sure. So you don't, is it chametz or not? Let's say you had a batch, you were baking some other uh, breads, uh, challahs, whatever, matzahs with it at the same time. So if those turned chametz, you can assume that this turned chametz too. This is just, uh, for some reason, it didn't show its fermentation. But if the other ones that were baked for the, at the same time, those showed fermentation, those showed the chametz, you can assume this is also chametz. So the Gemara says, main sham Okay, let's say you don't have any. This is, this is the only matzah or challah that you were making, and you don't have anything else to compare it to. You bake matzah, normally you bake, you bake bread, it turns chametz after a while. You could tell it's chametz, it starts to crust up and, and it shows like the lines in it, like we said before, like the uh, horns of a grasshopper. Uh, but here it didn't show anything. So if you have other breads to compare it with that were baked at the same time or in the same oven, fine, compare it to those. And even though this one, another reason why it's called Batzaka Cheres, Rashi says it's like cheres. The shin is, uh, is interchangeable with a samach, like it's hardened, like a... Uh, like a hard, uh, uh, like a klicheres, an earthenware vessel is hard. Here too, the bread just got hard real quick, or the matzah, and you can't tell whether it's chametz yet or not. So again, if you have others to compare it to, you do that. If not, says the Gemara, what do you do? Main sham if you have nothing else to compare it to, what do you do? Amra babu, amra b'shem melakash. nunya So you know what? If it is baked enough time, right? Or uh, if it's sad enough time, Right, if it said if you can't tell if it's chumz, you didn't bake it. If you baked it in the oven, then once you started it, that would that would arrest the uh, fermentation. But if and that turned chumz, so again here, if this stuff sat around long enough, uh, you can't tell. You can't tell if it's chumz and it didn't it didn't for, form the usual signs of fermentation, and you have nothing to compare it to. Well, if you waited enough time for somebody to walk from Migdal Nunya from that place to Tveria, which was a mile. Not a mile in uh, the U.S. miles, but it's a mile like 2,000 amas, which is uh, more than half of a mile, but it's a long distance. Let's say it's around a kilometer, probably a little bit less than a kilometer. Uh, so if, it, if you waited that long, you have to assume that the dough rose and it's uh, already chametz. If you, if, the, if you needed the dough, you didn't keep... Pro- See, what you do is you have to process it quickly normally. If you, want, if you don't want it to be chametz, you knead it quickly and you put it in the oven. But over here, if you allowed it to sit and rise, it turned chametz. The question is, normally you could see, a, an expert could tell if it's chametz. If you can't tell, if you have nothing to compare it to, if it's sat enough time to walk a mile, then, uh, then you have to assume it's chametz. So it's more of an aim and mill. Why do you give this example and say, enough time to walk from Migdal Nunya to Tveria a mile? So just say a mile, enough time to walk a mile, whatever that is, 10 minutes, whatever it is to walk a mile. 
to tell us that if you want to know how much a mile is, it's the distance from the perimeter of Migdal Nunya to the perimeter of the city of Tveria. Amr Bavu, Amr Shemalakesh. So this Gemara now is brought down because we just had Amr Vorm Shemalakesh about how, how long is the time of fermentation. It's enough time to walk the mile. So here they say another thing, similar idea. We talk about the distancing. Legabo, let's say a person was hired to knead dough. He was like a baker. He worked in the bakery. And uh, the stam kalim of a balabite or tome, and he wants to do it bitara. So uh, even if it's not truma, he wants to do, he's supposed to do it bitara. So how far should he walk to go to the mikvah? Uh, the kalim of the balabite or tome, so, and he wants to be matar them, let's say they're metal utensils or wooden utensils. So how far should he, he's paid, how far should he, uh, go to how should he? How far should he bother himself to go look for a mikvah to be matar the kalim? Uh, so he says, you know how much and all. How much is that? Four miles. I bar milin. But he says other things also. Let's feel until Saddam. Let's say a person's on the road. You're traveling, uh, and you're also on the road. Let's say finatil sedaim. You you're you're out somewhere in the woods somewhere. How far should you walk to make sure you get to a shul? Let's means you're on the road. And uh, you need a place to sleep. Coming time to sleep, you should try to walk. If if a basic knesses is within four miles, try to walk there to daven there and sleep there. Better to sleep there, daven there in a, in a shul uh, than on the road. But how far? Not if it's t- twenty miles away, but if it's four miles away, you should go up to four miles. And the same thing with til sedaim. A person should, uh, if he has to, if he's having a meal out in the woods, he should walk even four miles up to four miles to wash his hands. There's all kinds of stories, you know, about uh, soldiers that were out in the, uh, you know, out in the field, out <laughs> at the front, and uh, you know, some soldier said he's not going to eat until he washes hands, and he came went to wash his hands, prop and til sedaim, and he came back. Everybody else had been slaughtered had been killed, and uh, because he went to Washington till Sudaim, he was saved. So there's all kinds of miraculous stories about that. But here's uh, Rav Shimon Lakish says here, uh, Rav Vuh says name Shimon Lakish, that these all have a sheer four miles, meaning you should go four miles if to, go, to find a mikveh so that you that you uh, need the dough, betahara, and you should also go up to four miles for davening, uh, you know, to daven in a shul, daven in a basic necessary to wash your hands. Amr of Nachmar Yitzchak, it wasn't Rabavu who said name Rishlak. She brought this down because it was Ravu. No, it was Ivu Amra. Ivu was the name person. You mixed up Rabavu with Ivo, who was another Amora. And Arba, and he actually said a fourth thing. You listed three things the Gabal, the Tfila, and the Tel Saddam. There's a fourth thing. Arba, he said four things. What's the fourth thing? The Chadmenayu Ibud, tanning. The Tnan. Kulan she'ibdan o'shech. The Gemara says, it's Gemara Nida, it's Kulan also is brought down that um, normally we said, you know, that an animal that dies, let's say a cow dies. So the animals in the veil, it's metamiyu, but not the hide. The hide, uh, animals that have a thick hide, not like human beings or small uh, little vermin, uh, that uh, their skin is very thin. It's Gemara Rote. It says over there that... Um, uh, you know, animals that have very thick skin, so their hide is separate from the skin, really. The hide is not tummy, right? And different rules about the hide with carbonos also. But when it comes to tumantara, the uh, animals that are thin-skinned, like people, 
their skin, there's no difference in their skin and their uh, under, under the skin, right? That their hide is the same as their skin, their tummy, unless you, dip, you processed it, you tanned it. So he says, all these, uh, except for that of a human being. A human being is always tummy, but other animals or little small vermin who have very thin skin, so their, their hide is like their skin, their tummy, unless you, you uh, processed it, you made it into something. Sheibdin, you tanned it. Uh, in other words, the, when the, part of the tanning process sometimes was laying, laying it out and stomping on it, treading on it. So he says, if you walked on it, either you've tanned it already or you walked on it enough to do the tanning uh, to, as part of the tanning process, whatever walking that was, tre- treading on it, that's tahorim, chutzmi or adam, except for, except for the, uh, or the skin of a person, that that never turns into hide. The uh, kamakdei Buddha, what is that? I think the word should be Buddha. How much is, is, is that uh, enough to do the tanning? Enough time to walk four miles. In other words, he's, if, if Ivo said this, the gabol in the field is actually walking four miles. When it comes to this thing, he says, if, if you treaded on this uh, hide long enough, uh, so that that so that it could be properly tanned. That was part of the process. Was tanning on. If you walked on it long enough, enough time. How much time? Let's say again. Let's say to walk a mile was maybe ten minutes. To walk four miles would be forty minutes or whatever or an hour. If you walked on it long enough to walk four miles, that also would turn it into hide and would no longer be tummy. Um, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Chanina. When it comes to <clears throat> when it comes well, to. I Years ago, when we visited Morocco, we actually saw this uh, tanning areas where they had these vats of yeah. uh, paint of different colors, and the, and the people would stamp, stamp, uh, stomp on them. They would go from one vat to the other and stomp Stomping. on Stomping as part of the as part of the tanning rock. process, part of the tanning yeah. process, right? That's how they did it. It's the, it's the worst yeah. smell that you can ever hear and, and smell. It's like really vile. But what the smell? Like, yeah, yeah. Smell from tanning is awful. Yeah, well, that's what we had in yesterday's Gemara. Remember, we said yeah. that yesterday that uh, uh, that if you're tanning the stuff, you put some flour in the in the uh, in the tanning process. And Reb Nelson said at the end there, right, that uh, if there was actually tan, you know, uh, hides in there, the smell was so bad that the flour is no longer flour, and it's not a problem of hummus, right? Same idea. Yeah, I imagine that in more modern societies they have uh, other ways of doing it. I don't think they're, you know, they're still stomping. I don't know what do they do with grapes today? They still make wine that way, like I Love Lucy did. I don't know if they still do that stomping on it, or they have some better process. I imagine today that it's done by machinery, automatic, and all that. Anyway, the Gemara ends off from Rabbi Yosef. Yeah, what do you say, Avram? Yeah, even even the, the tanning of of, of or for Sefer Torah and Dylan yeah. is still done mostly by hand. They have a machine to stir it. Right. It's still mostly it's not hand, done by hand. And it really stinks. It really stinks. It stinks terribly. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, all right. <clears throat> That's why, uh, remember we all said in the Gemara that you're not allowed to make tanneries around Yerushalayim because of the smell, right? They didn't want to, right, right you can't make tanneries there, right? Uh, right? But, you know, one, one of my favorite smells is the smell of good leather, right? Once it's been processed, I love the smell of good leather, like a new baseball glove, a real good baseball glove. It smell, that smell is a great smell, right? So it stinks at the beginning, maybe, in the process, but eventually uh, they put something into it. It really smells good. Anyway, now, uh, two of the things were if you're on the road. 
If you're on the road and you need and you want to go to sleep, you should go to sleep in a in a place where there's a shul and uh, and sleep there and daven there. Or if to wash, you should also walk four miles. So those and those two things, those shine fun. That's only if you're in that direction that you're going. In other words, the Gemara is telling you his, his chiddush was is that uh, if you're on the road. And it's a, it, another, a shul or a place to wash your hands if you're going to eat is within four miles in the direction that you're going. You should do that up to four miles. More than four miles, we don't require you to go. If it's further than that, if there's no water, no shul, not in four miles. So, but let's say uh, you stop, you thought you can make it further than you can't. The next shul is much further than four miles, but there's one a mile back. He says, going back, you don't have to go back. To ruin your road, and then you'll have, re- you have to repeat the path and, and come back again. Uh, that, even one mile, you don't have to. Omar vacha umino, but you see from there, milhud ain't a choser. says, you don't go back a mile, but less than a mile, you would go back. So if, if there was a shul a half a mile back or a place to wash your hands a half a mile back, you would do it. It's only talking about the case of the shul and Tiel Sadayim. Legavol, the one about that you have to go four miles uh, to wash, the, to, to uh, be tovel the kalim, that's not talking about when you're on the road. Wherever you are, if your job is, if, you, if there's a mikvah within four miles in any direction, you should do that. And and the case Try, of I'm the trotting on the... Uh, like pardon? I'm assuming we don't puskin like this. Uh, why? Because it's not a great distance, and someone who wants to wash or wants to tovu kaleen and doesn't have a mikvah within... A kilometer or whatever the distance, yeah. whatever the distance is, yeah. wouldn't you use the kalim? Wouldn't seems to be well today? Use the well today, no. In other words, in other words, if it's more than four miles, you could you don't have to make the effort. But was within four miles, you should make the effort and be told for the kalim. Why do we say we but wouldn't pass today? We're not doing a batara anyway. But if the, if we would be knowing tara today, why wouldn't you do it? If he says tells you dying, tells you dying also. Tilsi you die, you're supposed to wash. So you don't. So so uh, you know, don't wash. So what do you don't, do? You just, you you don't eat bread. But no, you don't. Make, you're not. You're supposed to look for. You're supposed to look for water. But more than four miles in the direction which you're going, you should make that right. effort. In other words, eat in four miles. Don't eat now. Eat in four miles. Going back. Going back. Only up to a mile. A mile more. You don't have to go back. So then you would. Otherwise, you would eat without washing. Right. Correct. So you hold it in a you know in a container or something like that. You try to get around it, but that I don't see why we wouldn't paskin like that. Kate's and Mafrish and Now how do you have a problem? Here we have a problem on Pesach. Okay, what do you do now, today? You know everybody has all their matzah ready before Pesach and all that. That everything is done. But in those days they would bake boba yom just like they would shech boba yom on yontif. Now what happens if this this what happens if um. You, you, you're making some matzah, and it's, it's Pesach morning, and you want to make some matzah to eat for lunch, right? So you want, you're allowed to bake the matzah. But of course, once you have the dough, you have to be mafresh challah to give to the Kohen. Now, <clears throat> if it wouldn't be Pesach, and, and now let's say the dough that you have became tummy. The dough is tummy. The dough became tummy. Some uh, sherets touched it, somebody touched it, somebody was, went to a funeral, whatever they were, t- the, the dough became tummy. Now what, and you have to make your matzah, you have to bake your matzah, what can you do? How can you bake a challah batuma? Here's your problem, here's the problem. On any other day, on any other yontif, it's sukkahs or shvuas or rosh hashanah, you're baking matzah. Okay, so you make a ma- baking matzah, what do you got to do? You have to be mafresh challah. Okay, now the challah is tome. You can't bake it, why can't you bake it? Because you're not allowed to bake it shalom This is not. This is not you know for yontif. The Kohen can't eat it. 
The chal is tomei. What are you going to do with this dough which is tomei? You're going to bake. You can't bake it because it's it's also to uh, do to do the malacha of baking unless you're going to use it for unless you're going to eat it that day. It's not food. Can't eat it. You can't destroy it because ain sarfin et kachim You can't destroy it or give it to your dog or anything because it's kachim. Once it's chal, it's kodesh, and therefore it's like it's like truma. Ain't so if you can't, you don't burn it on Yantif. Okay, so what do you do? Just leave it aside, right? Leave it aside. If it would be sukkah or shmuas, you would just leave it aside and say, okay, fine, listen, it's Tomei. I can't do anything with it. I'll wait till after Yantif and I'll burn it then. Give it to the coin, let him burn it then. Whatever you're going to do, it's, it's Tomei. But on Pesach, you can't leave it because it's going to turn chametz, right? Make it hefker. Uh, make it hefker. Make it hefker. Okay, but you have an obligation, right? It's challah, it's not yours. Once it's challah, it's not yours. It really belongs to the coin. You have to give it to a coin. It's not his. You didn't give it to him yet. But it's not your. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not yours to to be mafker, because it's chala now. It's chala means it's it's it doesn't belong to you. It's kodesh. So what do you do? Again, if it was sukkis or shvuas or rosh hashanah, you'd say fine. It's tamei. Okay, I can't. I'm not going to bake it now. I can't destroy it now. But I could leave it till after Yantif, and after Yantif I'll destroy it. But on Pesach, you can't leave it because it's going to turn chametz. It's going to rise. It's dough. It's going to rise. So what do you do? So there's three options. Says the Mishnah, the Machlokas, what do you do? Ketzen, Mafish, and Chalabi, Yantif. What do you do with it? Herbal Lezer says, he says, Lo sikra love shame. Even though you're supposed to, when you Mafish Chala, in the kneading stage, when it's dough, he says, don't do it yet. Don't call it Chala yet. If it's not, if you didn't set it aside, because he holds, you can set it aside later after baking also. So Belez says that's the best option. Don't call it chal yet. First bake it. So if you didn't call it chal yet, even though some of what you're going to bake is going to become chala, that's as far as the others who say, don't do that, because some, you have chala in there, right? Whatever the percentage is, 148th, 124th, whatever you're going to take is going to be chala. And if it's chala, you can't bake it because it can't be eaten since it's, it's tummy. He says, no, but it's not chala yet. Bake it now, and then why? Rashi says in the last line, the Ksavra Blezer, Blezer holds the sheet. The last line of Rashi on the page, Ksavra Blezer, Hasal Shurod Manatanra. When you put it in the basket, in other words, Chal is when you have a whole mixture of no dough together, and you take off some. But once it's baked into breads, how are you taking it off? He says no, because the basket in which you put the lachmaniot or the breads or the matzahs in this case in there, letochem that makes it into challah. That's really what you're doing is I call it challah, but it's really matzahs. It's it's pesach now. You're making these into matzahs, and once you take them out of the oven and you have a bowl, whole bunch of matzahs in the basket, you could be mafish challah then. So now you're giving the kohen. Now you're giving the kohen its matzah, which is tummy. He can't eat it, but he could destroy it. Are you uh, after after yanta? But it didn't. Turn chametz. That's the key. Ben Beseiromer Beseiros says I have a different solution. Tatabatzon and put it in cold water. In cold water, it won't turn chametz. Right? The, the, the cold water will arrest the the fermentation process. Now, the others don't agree with that because they said that's not one hundred percent foolproof. They ask Shilas today about if you put it in the freezer. Uh, Shilas does it really not? You know, there are solutions, but they're not one hundred percent solutions. So we don't want to do that. that. That was Masev. He says the best. He says you can't take the uh, you, can, you have to be mafish challah when it's in the dough stage when it's all together when it's all one big when it's all one big mass. So uh, therefore, Masev says the only option is to put it in cold water. Amar Beishua. Beishua says it's not a problem at all. Remember, we had lo right? It can't be yours. It's not yours. Once it's chal, it's not yours. It's also not the coins, apparently. Why? Because he didn't get it yet. 
right? So like, like Moshe said before, why don't you be, make it into uh, Hefker? You can't make it Hefker, but it's also not yours because once it's Chal, it's Kachim, it's not yours. So you can't be Mafker, but it's also, you're not over on it. It's not yours anyway. It's not a problem. So what do you do? Leave it. I, it's going to turn into chametz. So what? It's not yours. Ella mafrisasa, you've separated out chala umani chasa aderv. You leave it till the evening. At which point, I guess you give it to the coin or have him destroy it, right? Vemechmitza chmitza. It's 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 tamei. You destroy it at that point. Uh, it's his. It's the coins. But give, give it to the coin and let him destroy it. I guess that's. I don't know what else what you would do with it. So he'll destroy. If it turns chametz, not a problem. It's not yours. It's not his. So three three uh, solutions. Rebbelezer says bake it now. Because he says you can give challah after it's baked, and then not a problem. It's, chometz is no longer a problem. It's, it's still going to be tummy any way you look at it, but it's tummy. But Maseris says, cool it off. Don't let it become fermentation. Rabbi Shuz says, not a problem. Just leave it. And when it comes chometz, not your problem. Now, what about, so the question is, is it yours or not? Lema, let's say the machlokas between Rabbi Lezer and the others, right? And Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua said what? Rabbi Shua's, Pseir says you can cool it off. The other ones say cooling is not going to work. So Rabbi Shua says leave it and don't do anything. So that's the question. Do you bake it now? And, and then mafish chala afterwards? Or Rabbi Shua says it's not your problem. Leave it. It's not yours. Once you designate it as chala, it's not yours. What's the machlokas here? When you have in your mafish the chala, what do you own? Is the chala is not yours apparently? Yes, but you still have the goodwill. Toba means that, remember, Toba means that it's worth something because somebody might give you, uh, let's say, five cents on the dollar uh, to give it to his grandson who's a coin, right? Something like that. So that's called tovas You have some goodwill. You have some, some value over there, right? Because even though you have to give it to the coin, so it's not yours, yes, but somebody might slip you a few dollars uh, to give it to a particular coin. That's called tovas You have some goodwill value. Is that worth something or not? Lema, but tovas maybe that's a machlok. It's mama. says, it's no, it's not good enough to say what? We're not good enough to leave it and then give it to the coin because uh, because then um, the coin might uh, you know the, the co- it's worth something to the coin even if it's tummy because he could use it for firewood right he could use it something it's fuel so is that worth money and Arab Lezer says that's money Tobas knows money and therefore he says it's not a good solution to say let it become uh, let it become chametz uh, and it's not your problem what do you mean it's not your problem it's it is your problem because even though it really belongs to the coin, you can't do with it as you please, but you can give it to whichever coin you want. And that option that you can give it to everyone is worth money because somebody, some coin might sleep. A coin's not allowed to give you money to take the challah or take truma. He's not supposed to. But let's say the grandfather of a coin, a coin's daughter, mar- uh, a, an old man, a grandfather's daughter married a coin. So uh, I, I met a coin. So he has a grandson who's a coin. He says, listen, I, my grandson, you can help him out and I'm going to give you some money for that. So that's, that's worth something. So Blood says that's money, and therefore it's a, is mamon, and therefore he really owns them. He, I have a uh, financial interest. The uh, the person who's uh, who's uh, baking over here has a financial interest in this challah, even though he has to give it to a coin. But he has a financial; he's worth something to him. It's not worth a dollar; it's worth five cents on the dollar. And therefore, since he owns it, he would be over if it turned chametz. And the answer is, don't let it come chametz. Bake it now. Rabbi Shua says, no, it's not worth anything. It's not worth anything. You, the fact that you can give it to somebody and get a few dollars, but that doesn't make it yours, and therefore it's not yours. And yet, over and by your, let it become chametz. Who cares? That's the machlokas. Everybody agrees that just having a goodwill interest in this uh, dough is not considered money. 
and you don't really own it. Here the machlokas is in the concept of hoel. Now this concept is going to take us over the next few days. Hoel means since, if I could have done this, since, since, there's that, that's, that's a valid concept in Torah. Since this could have happened, we said we've had it all over. He said, you know, since I could have been Shoel on my neder and I wouldn't be a Nazar anymore, I wouldn't be this, we say this and this and this. And this concept goes on. So he's here it's Hachabahokamifagi. The Rabbalazar suffer, I mean in Hoavi boy Mishalalah, right? Memorial. Listen, if I want to, I could be Shoel on my I, I, I whenever it comes to Hegdish or a Neder or in this case Chalu, which is also making some truma, I could be Shoel. I said, Oh, I go to the rabbi, I said I made a mistake. And I could retroactively nullify the fact that I made this truma or chala or kachim. I can do that. Since I wanted since I've wanted to, I can be shoal on the neder, therefore it's my mammon. You say it's not mine, or blessed says, no, it is yours. It's not yours because you made a chala, yes, but I can retract that by going to a rabbi and saying, no, I, I made a mistake. I don't want to do this chala. I want to, I want to retract what I did and start all over again. Then it is yours. Ah, oh, since you say hoel, it makes it like it's yours. Pardon? But, but it's only theoretical. Let's say right, that right. the rabbi, rabbi says no. Uh-huh. No, but see, it's not, it's not automatic that he says yes. You could always find a rabbi. <laughs> 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 There's always another rabbi. You know? No, you'll come up with a reason why you had to do it, right? You could always find somebody to do it. It is theoretical, but we're going to see how the concept of whole takes us through many concepts of shas. Says, whole, Mr. Let's consider your money. And as everybody says, goodwill doesn't mean it's yours. But what makes it yours is because you can retract what you did. You can get it back. Okay, that's the machlokas. Do you say hoel or do you not say hoel in this case? And Echanami, maybe your Bishua holds like what you're saying, Moshe, that uh, you don't say hoel because maybe you won't. Maybe the rabbi won't agree to it. Okay, but that, I don't think that's the reason. The reason is because we don't say hoel in this case. Do we say hoel in other cases? Let's go on. Let's come now to Yontif, which is much more familiar with us. Let's say on Yontif you were allowed to bake. We mentioned before you're allowed to bake on Yontif, right? Uh, whether it's you can bake on Yon, on Pesach also, or as long as it's not Shabbos, you're allowed to bake, right? Right? Because all all malachas of Shabbos are also on Yontif, except for baking, right? Except That's the only heter, all right? So um, people carry also on Yontif, right? That's also because the concept of hoel, also based on the on the food. Any case. So, let's say you baked on Yontif for the next day. It was a regular chol day. Are you over? Are you are you get malchus for that? You're over on losasa pasukas losasa kumlocha. That's on Yontif also, right? The, the punishment is different. The punishment on Yontif for the malchus is let's say malchus. It's not uh, uh, kares like it is on Shabbos. But the, uh, the all the malchus that are also on Shabbos ain't bein Shabbos for Yontif ella ochel nefesh bavad. So eat Maro from me on to Bachol, Rab Chista Omer Loka, you get Malchus for that. You're over in Los Asik Malacha. You weren't allowed. You're only allowed to bake for Yantiv. You can't bake for afterwards. Rab Omer ain't a Loka. Right? Rab Chista Omer Loka, Rab Chista, Lormin and Hoel, Umikle Orchem. What's the reason why you allow? Oh, maybe I'll get some, maybe guess. You were talking about you ate already, right? You ate your meal already on Yantiv. You're not going to eat anymore. You already, it's, it's, it's Yantiv afternoon. Why do you say you don't get Malchus? Well, because. Uh, since uh, you might get some guests might show up and you need food for them, so you say uh, hoel. Rav Chis says, I don't say hoel. You get malchus for that. Also, even though there's a possibility that it would show up 
and you, and the food would be for them. So it goes into the shaila of uh, of um, uh, of uh, hasra suffolk because you don't know for sure if it's for the next day. Fine, but if you did it and uh, guests do show up, so it comes out it could be that you, you know you didn't cook for the next day. You cook for that day, so it's really hasra suffolk. It's only a suffolk if you're going to be over nuts. It's mashma hasra suffolk is hasra a machlokus. That's another machlokus about that. But in any case, Rav Chisda says you get malchus. We, we don't say we don't sell the concept of holomik. Just like Rabbi Shua said, you don't say since uh, it could have been for yontif if guests show up. We don't hold to that. We, that we don't say hoel, and therefore you get malchus if you if you baked on yontif for the next day when it's not yontif. Rabam or Analoka, I mean hoel. You say hoel. That's the machlokas here between Avchista and and uh, Rabbah, similar to the way the Gemara wanted to interpret the Machlokas for Belez and Rishua. It's not clear. Maybe the Machlokas is Hatova Sano. The Gemara offered that as a Machlokas between Belez and Rishua. Do you say Hatova Sano's or not? The Gemara says, no, not necessarily. Everybody could hold that Hatova is not mummy. The Machlokas is maybe Ilan Hoel, just like we see the Machlokas here between Ravchista and Rabbah. Now we're going to have a series of kashas that Rabbah is going to ask on Ravchista. Omele Rabbah the Ravchista, you don't hold of Hoel? Let me ask you something. This is something we all do. Everybody bakes when Yontif comes out on Friday or Thursday and Friday, right? It's really, on, if Yontif comes out Thursday, Friday, you can bake on Friday for Shabbos, right? Can't bake on Thursday for Friday. Can't bake on Yontif, Yontif, but you can bake on Friday for Shabbos. Why are you allowed to? Isn't it because of Hoel? You don't say, you don't hold of Hoel. What, what, what's the reason why you say we can, why do I say you could bake on Friday for Shabbos? Because, oh, maybe, maybe guests will come on Friday. Maybe I'll need the food on Friday, so therefore I can cook on Friday for Shabbos. You who don't say Hoel, how can you bake on from Yantav Shabbos or Malay? Misham Erev Tafshilin. Oh, because I made an Erev Tafshilin. You know, like the guy said, uh, I made an Erev Tafshilin. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean you made an Erev Tafshilin? So what? I don't care. It's like, you know, why <laughs> I said he went into a restaurant. In, in, in New York, and, uh, and he saw all kinds of things that shouldn't have been done. It was under the OU, and he said, and he said what's going on over here? This isn't proper. You can't... So the mashkiach said, don't worry, it's under the OU. <laughs> you, know, like, you don't have to worry. You, know, like, you don't have to worry. It's, uh, it's under the OU. But yeah, but I see what's going on over here. OU, shmou What's the difference? He says, no, 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 no. He says, oh, I made an Erev Tavshion. So how does that help? How does that help? If you don't have a house, that help. You can't cook on Yontem. There's a special hatter. If you need the food on Yontem, you're allowed to cook, right? Because that was matter. But otherwise, it's not Sasaka So because of an air of Tafshil, you made an air of Tafshil, you made this shtick over here because of that, your matter is the Raisa. So if Chista answered him, no, no, no. Listen to this, listen carefully. Midaraisa. Yontif and Shabbos is it's they're both called Kadosh. Rashi says in the third of the wide lines, Vishabbas Vyontiv Chada Kadushi, that they're Shabbos, they're both called Shabbos. Obviously, there's a different Kadusha between Shabbos and Yontif, but they're both called Shabbos. And therefore, you can cook from Yontif to Shabbos. You can't cook on Shabbos, but you can cook from Yontif to Shabbos, because they're both called Shabbos. Don't cook on Yontif for Shabbos. That's one of the reasons, because maybe if you cook on Yontif for Shabbos, you'll say, oh, you can cook on Yontif for the next day, even if it's not Shabbos, even if it's a chol. But the Rabbanan said, you know what, make an Erev Tafshilin, so make an Erev Tafshilin, so you know, especially, what is the concept of Erev Tafshilin? So you're cooking already, you started cooking before, let's say Yontif was Friday, 
and uh, it was only one day of Yontif, and then next day was Shabbos. So on Thursday, when you make the Erev Tavshil on Thursday afternoon, you're saying, I'm starting to cook now already. So because of that, you, because you started to cook already then for Shabbos, you'll remember, there's a hecker, you'll remember not to cook from Yontif to, from Yontif to Chol. So what he's saying is like this, we have a machlokas here. What's the reason for Erev Tavshilin? Or what's the reason why you're allowed, not what's the reason, but what's the reason why you're allowed to cook from Yontif to Shabbos? Rav, Rav, uh, Rabba says the reason you're allowed to cook is, holy and you're allowed to cook on Yontif for the next day, right? Why? Because maybe Orchem will come. And for that reason, even if the next day was a whole day, he says you wouldn't give Malchus to somebody who, who is wrong for cooking from Yontif to Chol, but there's always a concept of Hoel, since Orchem may come, you're not going to give him Malchus for that. But the reason why you're allowed to cook from Yontif to Shabbos is simply because Hoel, because maybe Orchem will come. Rav Chista says, no, 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 we don't hold of Hoel. The reason you're allowed to cook from Yontif to Shabbos is because Midorai say you can cook from Yontif to Shabbos. But the rabbi said, don't do that. They've said it's, don't do it. Don't cook from Yontif to Shabbos. Why? Because then you might come to cook from Yontif to Chol. But if you make an Erev Tavshil, and there's already a hecker, and they're moderate that way. So that's the machlokas over here, and the basic idea of cooking from Yontif to Shabbos. Eisvei, another kashal, Rabbi Esam Rav Chista, you don't hold of Hoel. Behema Masukenes, let's say an animal is uh, elderly, it looks like it might die. It's Yontif now. And you know, it's a small town, you know, they had one animal there. You're afraid the animal's going to die. And therefore, you shechted on Yontif, you ate already your meal. It's Yontif afternoon. In a few hours, Yontif is over. And this animal might die. So you want to shecht it, because otherwise you'll lose the animal, right? If the animal dies, you aren't going to be able to eat it. So you're allowed to, this is more so low yishchot, you shouldn't shecht it on Yontif. You only can shecht it if there's enough time to shecht it, flay it, you know, process it, and at least roast it a little bit. The quickest way to make it edible, roast a little bit, enough, enough time to eat a kazayas of it roasted. It's still Yontif. Okay? It says, even though he's not going to eat it. It says it, it's, it, it's, you shouldn't shecht it on Yontif unless there's enough time that you could eat a kazayas of it. There's enough time to process it, do whatever you have to do, kasher it, you know, uh, uh, kasher the meat and, and do whatever you have to do, roast it, whatever you have to do to, at least, uh, to eat it uh, in the quickest form possible, but there has to be enough time to enable you to eat. Even it says kadeshi yochel echel. Unless there's a, you can only shecht it if there's enough time to be able to eat it. While still yom yachal echol afikat lo boimach, you don't have to actually eat it. You don't have to eat it because it says el kadei lo yishul el kadei she yachal echol. You have to be able to eat it. So bishlomi rabba says bishlomi didi dami hoel. I say hoel. What? Since if I want to, I could eat it. Or hoel maybe orchem will come. I maybe orchem will come and I'll feed it to them. Dami hoel. So hovi boy lemechol. Since if I wanted to eat it, matziach I could eat it. There's enough time. If I wanted to eat, I could eat it. Mishumach yishkan. I can understand that why you could shecht it. You don't say hoel, right? So if you ate already and you're not, gonna, you're not hungry now, you're not going to eat anymore, right? So you don't hold the hoel. How are you allowed to shecht this? How are you allowed to shecht it? Right? You don't eat it. You already ate. So how are you allowed to shecht this on, 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 in the afternoon? You say normally on Yontif, right? You get malchus if you're cooking for the next day. And the only reason you're allowed to cook on Yontif for Shabbos is because Midoraisi you're allowed to, but the Rabbanon said you can't, but with an Erev Tavshilin you're allowed to. But over here, how are you allowed to shech this animal uh, right before Yontif is over? Because he's going to lose the whole animal. If he doesn't shech, he's going to lose. So he says, It's an Isidoraisa to shech an animal on Yontif if you're not going to eat it, according to you. 
So because he might lose the value of the animal, he's going to lose the animal. Your 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 matar and the rice, of course not. Here's the problem. Because he might lose the whole animal, even though he ate already and he's stuffed, he says, I'm going to eat a kazayas. Because I know the only way it's mutter for me to shech this animal now is if I eat, right? Because we don't say whole, I could eat. It says, it's, or since orcha may come. I have to actually eat it. He says, because in a normal case, Yontif before, if I, if, if I, uh, if I uh, ate already and now I cook for the next day, I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't want to eat. So I'm over on that. I get Malkus for that, right? On Yantif, okay, Yantif going into Shabbos, Erev Tavshilin. But over here, where it's not an Inyav going into Shabbos, you're just saying, I, if I lose the whole animal, you know what? I know the rabbi said, I got to eat a kezayis, so I'll eat a kezayis. I'll push myself. You can't eat a kezayis. I'll push myself to kezayis, but I, I can't even eat a kezayis unless I shecht it. So because of that, because of the loss of losing the animal, he's going to lose the animal's worth a thousand dollars. I'll push myself and I'll process it and I'll eat a kezayis. So that's different again. But Rav Chista says, you don't say ho'el. Rabbi says you do. Eisvei, another kasha. Lechem him. Let's see one more because this is a long sugi, even though tomorrow's daf doesn't look that long. But Friday's daf look is, is is longer. Shabbos is even longer, but uh, it's longer. And we're still we're still talking about the concept of hoel. The Rabba holds of hoel, Chista doesn't. Okay, the famous Gemara Lechem Aponim. The Gemara in Chulin says, and the Menachos rather. Right, lechem aponim. What's lechem aponim? The the twelve breads, which are really matzahs, or which are in the base of Mikdash on the shulchan. They're baked every Friday, and they're put on the shulchan on. Shabbos, remember, and the other Kohanim remove the other ones, and then they, it's, it's distributed, the old ones are distributed on Shabbos to the Kohanim of the Mishmaros, and the new one is put there on Shabbos. When do you eat the new one? If you, today's Friday and you, make the, you baked it for tomorrow, when do you eat that? The next week, right? Nine, ninth day. If you count today, Friday, tomorrow, today's the first day, Shabbos is the second day, and then the next Shabbos, which is on the ninth day, that's when you eat them. So he says like this, Lechem upon him normally is eaten for, on the ninth day, Right? Sometimes it's eaten on the 10th day. How so? Sometimes it's eaten on the 11th day. It's either eaten on the 9th day, on the 10th day, or on the 11th day. Kate said, Kid dark on the normal manner, like I just described, eat it on the 9th day, the following Shabbos. Alright? Let's say Yontif came out on Erev Shabbos. You don't bake the Lechem upon him on Yontif. You don't bake it because you don't eat it for today. So what, you bake it for, when, so when would you bake it? You bake it on Thursday, because Yontif, you bake it on Thursday, Yontif is Friday, and then you're going to use, you're going to put them on the, on the table, on the shulchan, on Shabbos, and eat them the following Shabbos. That would be the 10th day, right? That would be the 10th day. If you count Thursday is the first day, Friday is the second day, Yontif, Shabbos is the third day, and then the following Shabbos is the 10th day, you eat it then. Right? So nechel Shabbos lasara. Then it's eaten on Shabbos, which is the 10th day. Shneyam tam Let's say you had two days of Rosh Hashanah, right? All right, we mentioned Rosh Hashanah because the lechem upon him, uh, when there was a lechem upon him, there was never shnei, there was never shnei yantav of uh, two days of, uh, of Goliath. There was no yantav sheni shel Goliath in the time of the lechem upon him, right? It was only later. So, um, uh, so, but sometimes Rosh Hashanah did have two days, Right? Why? Because if you didn't know, let's say it was Thursday, you weren't sure if today was the last day of El or, or Rosh Hashanah, and the Adam came only late in the afternoon after Mincha time, so then they would make Friday Rosh Hashanah, right? And then they would turn Elul into a Lamed days. Not like we have today in our calendar today, Rosh, the two days of Rosh Hashanah, the first day of Rosh Hashanah is already the beginning of Tishrei. In those days, Rosh Hashanah was two days because it was the Sveik of the Yoma. So like in any Sveik of the Yoma, if it turned out that the first day was Rosh Hashanah, it was only one day, and if it, the Adam came too late in the day, then they made the next day Rosh Hashanah, and today, Thursday, would have been uh, Lamed, 
uh, Elul. But in any case, there's two days of Rosh Hashanah then, even at the time of the base Megdish, and that's why we have it in Yerushalayim today. So Shnei Matam Shal Rosh Hashanah, in Israel, rather, today, two days of Rosh Hashanah. So what do you do? So when would you bake the Lechem upon Ben? On Wednesday, right? Because if Thursday is a possible of Rosh Hashanah, Thursday and Friday is Rosh Hashanah, so you bake it on Wednesday. Then Nechel Shabbos Lacharasar. Then it's eaten on Shabbos. It should be not Lacharasar, not Lacharasar. It's Lacharasar on the on the eleventh day. Lefi she'en a dochel or Shabbos. You don't bake him on Shabbos, and it's not dochel yontiv either. Ah, the Amritzar Shabbos Nasim beyontiv. If you say what? You're saying that Midaraisa, you can do, you can make Tzarcha uh, Shabbos on Yontif, right? You really can prepare Yontif to Shabbos because they're both called Shabbos. It says the Rabbanah made Xerah, don't do it. Why? Because you might bake on Yontif for the weekdays. Fine. Ashwas, the Rabbanah, the Rabbanah they threw out outside the base of Migdash. But in the base of Migdash, ain't Shwas. So Amai Lodochi Yontif, why isn't it Dochi Yontif? Right? right? If the whole reason you're saying is Midaraisa, you, Ravchis, I say Hoel. I say the reason is so maybe that doesn't apply in the base of Migdash. Fine, but according to you, that the reason why you don't bake on Yontif to Shabbos, really you could bake on Yontif to Shabbos, except it's Xayir Drabanan, right? Xayir Drabanan because maybe you'll cook the weekdays, but there's no Xayirs in the base of Migdash. Ain't Shvus for Migdash. Am I Lodoch Yontif? Am Lei Shvus Krobi Tiro Shvus Rucholok Rolakir? They're only Matos Shvus for that day. Ain't Shvus Migdash that day, but you're doing a Shvus. What are you going to say? Bake today on Friday for the following. Yanta for the following Shabbos that you get it then that they weren't matter. What about Rishon Galil? Rishon Galil argues on the same Mishnah in in Menachos. Rishon Galil says Don Rishon Shimon Ben Askan Doches Yanta Ben and Doches Yom Tzom. If Yom Kippur came out, let's say on Friday, so you wouldn't bake then. You wouldn't bake on Yom Tzom on, on Yom Kippur, right? Uh, but on uh, on a regular Yantif that came out on a Friday, you would bake on Friday. So what? Why? Why? Why do you say it's still a shvus? It's shvus, shvus rechoka. You're talking about baking today, Friday, for eating on the following Shabbos. Michael Lemaimer says, "Bahapliki." That's good for the machlokas. Marsov a shvus krovitir, shvus rechoka loitir. The Tanakhama says shvus rechoka. They were not matter, and therefore you can't bake on Friday yontif for the, for lechem uh, of Shabbos. You got to bake on Thursday or bake on Wednesday if there were two days of, of uh, Rosh Hashanah, Thursday, Friday. Umar sov a shvus rechoka namitir. Shmuel says, "No, even a shvus rechoka, you're also allowed to serve." Shemuel says you could bake on Friday if it's a regular yonta for the following uh, for the following Shabbos. By the way, over here you might ask. I'm wondering why uh, you could ask like this: if it's um, if it's two days. <clears throat> think about this case: if, if there's two days Rosh Hashanah, Thursday, and Friday. So according to the Tanakam, the way, when do you bake the lechem upon him? On Wednesday. on Wednesday, right? So you say that the following Shabbos, right? Thursday and Friday is yontif, then Shabbos, and you eat him the following Shabbos. What day of the year is the following Shabbos on the calendar? Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. So how do you eat it on Yom Kippur? It's, a, it's not on the 11th day. You're going to eat it on Matzah Yom Kippur, right? It's not the 11th day. It's really Matzah Yom Kippur. The answer is that when it comes to Kachim, night follows the day. So when you say it's eating on the 11th day, technically, when do you eat the Lechem You can't eat. Nobody can eat on Yom Kippur. Nobody's allowed to eat Yom Kippur. The answer is they eat it Matzah Yom Kippur. But Matzah Yom Kippur is like the 11th day because when it comes to Kachim, as we know, Kachim, you have a, besides carbon pestle, which is only eaten that night, most Anachatas, uh, 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 Ashim, whatever animal is eaten the day, and it's also eaten the night following the day. So here too, Lechem is eat the day, the night following the day, that's considered the 11th. All right, we'll pick it up with more questions tomorrow about Hoel. The Sugi of Hoel will take us into Friday. Have a good day, everybody. Be well.